0: fair 515 Albuquerque Center, Roger Climb and Maintain 13000. Riding down a trail to Albuquerque, saddlebags all filled with beans and beans. Welcome to the City on the Edge podcast with your hosts, Nora Hickey, Mike Smith, and Ty Bannerman. like Los Angeles to me. Yep, welcome to City on the Edge. It's just me today, Ty Bannerman, so I hope you enjoy the sound of my voice uh, rambling on about stories from New Mexico's past. I'm afraid I left the cage door to the pen that I keep Mike Smith and Nora Hickey in open last night, and so they're probably out wandering the streets of Albuquerque, lost, hungry, afraid. If you happen to see a tall, gangly guy speaking about a thousand words a second, uh, or a sandy-haired, bookish woman uh, who's prone to bouts of poetry and collects Archie comics, uh, just drop me a line either on the Patreon page or via social media. Well, today I am telling a story about a scoundrel. A lot of scoundrels in Albuquerque's past. I would imagine most, uh, most large cities have their fair share of conmen and ne'er-do-wells. Today, though, our story doesn't begin in Albuquerque or New Mexico at all. In fact, we're going to start in a California furniture store. I've got two commercials that aired in San Jose, California in the 1970s. The first one is pretty standard local TV stuff. It features the furniture store's owner giving us a come on for his easy credit program. Hi, kids. I'm Babar, president of Furniture USA. I want to help you get started in the credit world. I want 15,000 more credit customers right now. No co-signers, no credit references necessary. You must be 18 years or older. Senior citizens, welcome with a tremendous discount. Our stores are open Monday through Friday to 9, Saturday and Sunday to 6. Come on down to Furniture USA. We're in Santa Clara, we're in San Jose, we're in Hayward, we're in Set. We are the credit store. No tight money at Furniture USA. Come on down today. We'll see you here. Bye, kids. Nothing too unusual there. But he also produced a joke version of the same ad that leaked out to the general public. And I think in light of where his story winds up heading, it gives some real insight into Ed Barbara's character. Hi, kids. I want to help you get started in the credit world. No co-signers. You know why I don't want co-signers? Because your parents wouldn't sign for you, you lazy bastard, you. You know why you can go get credit in front of you, say, because I'll break your legs, you son of a bitch, if you don't pay. You understand? Now, I want to help you get started in the credit world. So get your ass down here right now before I break your head. You understand? Now, get your ass down here today. Remember, no co-signers and no credit references. Bye, kids. Barbara was born in the 1930s in Brooklyn, New York. He got an eighth grade education, and then he moved to California and began working as a television repairman. In the 1960s, he opened the first location of Furniture USA in San Jose, and then he began airing commercials like that first one I played, and he really owned the fact that they were annoying. The secret to success is to irritate the public, he said in a 1980 interview. I learned many years ago that to be remembered, you have to irritate. No one forgets his worst enemy. And that philosophy apparently worked because he became a millionaire. But in 1984, Barbara was ready to expand to the next level of his entrepreneurship, So he branched out and founded a company called Dynapak Incorporated. Dynapak's initial venture wasn't too surprising. It was an automatic sofa bed. The next one was a televised bingo game that never really seemed to go anywhere. But the enterprise that led Barbara to New Mexico, and to another multiple million dollar payday, was a mine near Hillsborough. The land was called the Ladder Ranch, but after Barbara purchased it, he renamed it Golden Gulch. And this turned out to be Ed Barbara's most profitable venture yet. His initial visits showed that the mine was rich in gold. Well, let's put an asterisk next to rich in gold, because actually the mine was considered to have been played out decades before, but Ed Barbara found that it was rich with a particular kind of gold that others had overlooked because they couldn't extract it. Instead of straight-up gold ore, the gold here was bonded with the dirt and the earth on a microscopic level. So Dynapak had to use a revolutionary proprietary process to separate it. And it worked well. So Barbaro was able to show potential investors not only a $93 million projected return for Dynapak in that first year, but also a several-pound pyramid made of solid gold from the mine. He went up and down the California coast, attracting investors, and his big coup was convincing San Francisco attorney Melvin Belly to invest. Belly was a celebrity for representing celebrities, including Zsa, Zsa Gabor, Errol Flynn, Chuck Berry, Muhammad Ali, the Rolling Stones, and even Jack Ruby. Barbara got Belly to sign a letter endorsing the mine, and then the investors flooded in. Stock in the company quadrupled, and Ed Barbara moved to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, to keep an eye on his mine. Which was providing more and more gold every month. Ed Barbara had done it again. Except, remember that asterisk next to rich in gold? Well, in 1985, David Fingado, Golden Gulch's geologist, got concerned that the samples of treated ore that Barbara was providing him with were consistently high in gold to a suspicious degree. He told Barbara straight up that he thought the samples were faked. Barbara responded by trying to bribe Fingado to just rubber stamp the results. Fingado refused and Barbara fired him and had him thrown off the site. But David Fingado wasn't willing to just let it drop. At first, he tried to reach out to local authorities, but he was ignored. When he found out that the nascent CNN was investigating Barbara's skyrocketing success, he reached out to them and gave an interview. Here is an excerpt. In this interview, Fingara made it very clear why he quit Dynapak. The crookedness, the illegalities that were going on, the, the lies and falsehoods, In the same story, Barbera responded to these reports of fraud. I can only tell you that after reading the report, um, that their opinions, I'm going to use this word loosely, suck. Five days after Fingado gave the interview, and two days before CNN aired it, Fingado was dead at the age of 28. The official story is that he died after he drove off the road at a high speed and his truck flipped over. But according to his wife, Fingado had been worried that Barbara might try to harm him. Regardless, the medical investigator found nothing out of the ordinary about the death. The story aired on CNN in August of 1986, and New Mexico authorities could no longer ignore the problems at Golden Gulch. The Bureau of Mines had already launched an investigation into some irregularities, but now they had the ammunition they needed to file a lawsuit. Unfortunately for them, between the stories airing and the lawsuit being filed, the Golden Gulch mine had been abandoned and Ed Barbara had disappeared. In May of 1987, FBI agents tracked him down to Portland but he gave them the slip. Three months later, he and his wife were found in Vancouver, Canada, living under fake names. He was going by Robert Cassidy, where they were arrested on charges of fraud and extradited to New Mexico, where he was again given bail and allowed to live with his wife in Albuquerque. In court, New Mexico prosecutors showed that the Golden Gulch mine had never produced any gold at all, Further, they found that he had used falsified projections from the mine to leverage a purchase of a Las Cruces golf course and that he had bribed the sheriff's department in truth or consequences to cover for him. Barbara was found guilty. But between the verdict and the sentencing, he and his wife once again disappeared. The judge sentenced him in absentia to 19 and a half years imprisonment. But Ed Barbara never served any of it. In April of 1990, Candace Barbara, his wife, surrendered herself to authorities and claimed that Ed had died in Florida and that he had been cremated. Prosecutors were obviously skeptical. As the chief prosecutor of the case said, the best evidence seems to have gone up in smoke. Adding to the suspicion, the death certificate was signed by a doctor who had not seen the body, and the name on the certificate was Norm Peterson. You know, from Cheers. Candace was immediately jailed, not given bail this time, and sentenced to nine months in Santa Fe's penitentiary. Ed Barbara, alive or dead, was never found, and eventually New Mexico's prosecutors had to determine, well, not that Ed was definitely dead, But rather, that they had no evidence that he was alive. Candace left prison nine months later and moved to Tampa, Florida. This is a story that concludes with a number of loose ends. Did Ed get away with his crimes and live out his days as a swinging bachelor in Florida? Or did he die of a terminal disease as Norm Peterson a mere two years after his escape? Only two people know for sure. Candace, his wife, who contends the latter. And, if he survived, Ed himself. More troublingly, did Ed Barbara arrange the murder of David Fingato? Again, we will simply never know. The only real certainties at the end of this story are that thousands of investors were defrauded out of their savings. Some of them faced real hardships after making a bet on what they saw as a sure thing that was attested to by people they trusted. And the other sure thing is that Ed Barbara never faced any kind of real justice for his crimes. Bye, kids. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of City on the Edge. If you enjoyed our show, tell your friends, like and share our stuff on social media, and check out our YouTube channel by searching for City on the Edge Albuquerque. This episode has been made possible by our supporters on Patreon, aka the coolest people on the planet. To join them in their support of our show and get exclusive access to content, t-shirts, and swag, go to patreon.com slash edge and sign up for one of the tiers, starting as low as $1 a month. This has been a City on the Edge production.